This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Another edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. David Lake joined, as always, by Gabby Rutia. We have a barbecue to touch on. Big recruiting event for the University of Miami. Plenty of big timers in the 23 cycle, 24 cycle, and 25 cycle rolled through on Saturday. So we just want to touch on some of the names to know. Uh, that did come through and, you know, maybe provide a little bit of buzz in terms of like where things might be standing um, for those recruits. Um, then we want to touch on the uh, today, August 1st is official vi- uh, official offer day. So it's it's technically by NCAA rules, the first day that recruits in the 2023 cycle can be offered by any school. And so Miami's sending out their official offers and recruits are tweeting out those offers. And it's an interesting day because you you maybe learn about some new targets here uh, going into the fall. So we'll touch on some of those names to know there. And we will then wrap it up with a big picture look at where things stand for Miami and recruiting uh, now that we're in a dead period. So It's a dead period starting August 1st. The recruits can go on campus this month, um, which allows coaches across the country to focus on fall camps. Um, But it is an opportunity for schools to to regroup, kind of reshuffle their recruiting boards or decide maybe some new targets to to go chase. So um, we'll kind of have a little discussion about where things stand with Miami's class in general now. Uh, with fall camp on the horizon. So, Gabby, let's discuss the barbecue, some of the the big names to know. There was, there's plenty of big-time names. I feel like some of the fan base got caught up in the uh, drama of what was going on at other schools, which I think is, you know, fine and fun, but I don't think it, it should be lost on Miami fans the big names that that this staff was able to get on campus, particularly in this 2023 class. So I will pass that discussion off to you 
And let's highlight maybe five guys. We can go one at a time. Five guys that uh, is worth highlighting that visited Miami here over the weekend. Yeah, I mean, I think one we should definitely start with uh, maybe Jerry and Dickey, uh, five-star Oregon commit, the you know number two ranked wide receiver in the country. Uh, he gets down to Miami, and uh, I think I believe we reported on Thursday or Friday that you know he was going to be down in South Florida for you know vacation with his family, which he did. I know he spent a lot of the time fishing, but you know, of course, I don't think you know reading between the lines, we wouldn't report that if there wasn't any intention to actually be at the University of Miami, and of course there was, and he ended up on campus Sunday, um, Saturday, I guess, yeah, um, for the barbecue. Um, I mean, I think that's a really big deal to kind of get him back. Uh, I mean, so I mean, think most will remember that he was on campus uh, with the Immortals. I think we talked, I don't know if we recorded a podcast before, but, you know, he was on campus with the Immortals ahead of that Las Vegas OT7 uh, overtime seven on seven tournament. Uh, and, you know, again, kind of spent some time there, got to meet with Mario Cristobal, those guys. So getting them, getting him back on campus, I think was a really big deal. And uh, definitely doesn't hurt that he spent a couple of days in the 305. And I know Jaden Rashada, uh, Miami's quarterback commit has been working Jerry and Dickey hard and, you know, really working. It seems a few of the nation's top wide receivers pretty hard behind the scenes. So, um, you know, I think it's a, I, I think Miami's uh, definitely clawing their way there. I think he's saying all the right things about Oregon, but, you know, I think Miami's, uh, you know, kind of fine trying to, you know, ed, you know, maybe wedge their way into this recruitment. Yeah. I'll say this from an observation standpoint, and this is just, you know, Mario, the recruiter, right? So everyone knows by now that Jerry and Dickey's a, a big time fisherman. That's, that's kind of his passion, his hobby loves to go fishing. Um, so the barbecue slash pool party was of course at UM's on-campus pool, which borders Lake Osceola, which is the lake kind of right in the center of the campus. Um, Miami had some fishing poles available uh, on their little walkover bridge for one section of that lake. And, uh, you know, I, plenty of the recruits, honestly, were, were throwing some poles in the water, uh, having fun with it. But it just shows, you know, Mario, the recruiter, is going to work every angle. I think technically, Gabby, it's against rules to fish in that lake. I was going to say, isn't it? But I don't I think, think anyone's so. going to, I don't think anyone's no, going to tell not. Mario Cristobal no, right? Correct. So, um, you know, just a little insight. We all know Mario, the maniac recruiter. Um, he's going to play every angle he can to try and win a recruitment. And, uh, you know, from, from what I observed too, I, you know, Jurion wasn't really there for a long time. But I think it was good that he did pop by, uh, spent plenty of time with Josh Gaddis while he was there as well. So um, definitely appears to be a high priority target moving forward, even though he, of course, is still committed to Oregon. Who's the next guy you want to highlight? Yeah, I mean, another another big time talent, Damon Wilson. Let's go Damon Wilson, the top 247 edge rusher out of, out of Venice. Uh, you know, one of the highest... Um, rising uh, yeah. prospects in this latest ranking. I think he jumped from, you know, a little bit over a hundred to the number to like, you know, top 40 prospect. I think he's on even still an upward trajectory when it comes to, you know, his evaluation process and how some, you know, decision makers and just really just some talent evaluators kind of view him. Uh, you know, I think he's a big time talent and I think getting him back down to Miami this weekend, I think it's really important because 
these kids could have like really a couple of these kids, these kids had to pick one, maybe two schools to go to if they right. were close enough. And I think Damon Wilson, Wilson uh, making the decision to come down to Miami. I, I think it's just a clear sign that he has legitimate interest. Big, I think that's huge. kind of been the vibe with his recruitment. Like Miami's an actual contender in this recruitment. Of course, uh, Miami's done a really good job at IMG Academy, which is not far from Venice. Uh, you know, so they're Miami's, ha- you know, they've had some success in that part of the state. Uh, you know, Mario Cristobal obviously would be pretty close to home. I think closer to home than anyone else on that, on that top five. So, I mean, I think that's a, just a massive, excuse me, a massive, massive, uh, you know, kind of visitor for them. Yeah. I will say this. This was the first time I had seen Damon Wilson just in person. Looks the part, right? Looks like a top 50 recruit. Looks like a five-star edge rusher, which I think now the composite has him as a five-star prospect. Um, and I will say, like, if if I had to pick out one recruit where it was noticeable that Mario Cristobal was giving a lot of extra attention, I would say it's Damon Wilson. So definitely appeared to be a high, high level priority for this staff. And, um, you know, I, it looked like he was having a good time at the barbecue. So, and, uh, you know, he had, I believe it looked like both his parents were there with them. So, um, you know, this is a recruitment where Mario is going to keep chipping away at it. And, uh, you know, I, I think, I think Miami's in a good spot here for a guy that is honestly just scratching the surface of his talent level. Who else would you highlight that was coming through in this 23 cycle? Yeah, I mean, let's go Samuel and Pemba, uh, you know, mm-hmm. kind of up in the air, whether he was going to come down. Uh, at, well, we well, we went to IMG Media Day on on Friday, David. I mean, he kind of told us that that's the plan. He was looking for a ride, right. all that stuff. I think it all got sorted out. I think he was supposed to go to Gainesville for Friday Night Lights. I'm honestly not sure if he made it there. Maybe he did, um, but I, he was definitely down at Miami, which is a a pretty big deal. And, uh, you know, even after the pool party, you know, there is a rule where they can be anywhere like in a one mile radius of campus. So I know there's a picture out there that Jaden right. Wayne's father uh, took where, uh, you know, they're right there in South Miami, probably, you know, walking distance from where I'm recording this podcast. Um, you know, went to, uh, you went to one of these spots, you know, these local spots to probably grab a bite to eat or, or, or whatever it is. So, uh, you know, he, he spent time at Miami outside of just, you know, the, the pool party, barbecue cookout, photo shoot thing. And, uh, you know, was definitely there with a couple Miami commits at IMG and, uh, Tommy Kinsler, I believe was in the photo too. Who's a, you know, recent Miami commit as well. So spending plenty of time around the right people. And I think that's a really big deal. Yeah. He did roll through a little bit later. And I believe the reason was because he did, he did go to Friday night lights, um, the, the night before I think he just attended. I don't think he participated. Um, so he did roll through at around, I don't know, three o'clock or so at the barbecue, but he did make it and that's huge. Um, and, and like you said, uh, spent plenty of time with, with his IMG teammates there, um, as well. So, uh, big time getting him on campus, you know, we'll, we'll get into it later, but Florida was definitely doing their part to try and make sure guys didn't get down to Miami on Saturday. Uh, but Samuel and Pemba was one of the guys who did hit both Friday night lights and Miami's barbecue. Um, where would you go to next Gabby? Yeah. I mean, let's go, let's go to, uh, Jordan Hall, actually, uh, you know, the yeah. top two, four, seven defensive lineman, 
uh, out of the Jacksonville area. Another guy, this is his second trip down to Miami. Uh, a lot of SEC, school, SEC schools involved, uh, Georgia, South Carolina, uh, Florida. I think he's mentioned Florida State. Uh, you know, Alabama, I'm sure, is in there too. I mean, I think he's one of probably the most physically impressive interior defensive linemen in the country. Uh, David, you saw him, I guess, in person. I, I still haven't seen him in person. Just kind of what did you what did yeah. you take away from, you know, maybe just the eye test? He looks the part. I mean, there's not many guys that – and look, Joe Salavea is still a much bigger human being but there's not many high school recruits that can stand next to Joe Salavea. And it's like, wow, he's actually a big guy too. Uh, Jordan Hall has that type of frame. And, you know, similar to what I was saying about Damon Wilson being like clearly a priority for the staff, I would, and, and again, don't read into this. Like they weren't showing everyone attention. They were absolutely showing everyone in attendance attention. But if I was saying which guy maybe got, you know, close to that Damon Wilson level, it would be Jordan Hall. It's it's pretty clear that the staff is high on him as as a big frame defensive tackle. Um, and yeah, I, I think, you know, he fits that kind of SEC type of defensive lineman, big, long, strong, uh, athletic enough too. And uh, I, I think he's, He's going to be a big, big, big priority here moving forward in the fall. Definitely looks the part. Yeah, I think I think he's a huge. I, th- I think that's a really, really big deal that he got back down. I think a couple of these guys again, considering where they could have gone and all that stuff, and Jordan Hall making his way back, I think is a. I think it's a. I think it's really big. I really do, um, Dave. I'm curious about uh, Damari Brown. I mean, he's a guy that I guess. Not. I mean, I guess we could have maybe pieced together that he could have popped in, but probably yeah. could have gone to Oklahoma, could have gone back to Alabama, maybe even to Clemson. Um, you know, stayed home back at, on Miami's campus. Obviously, a name Miami fans are super familiar with. Um, of course, I mean, I don't think we said that. I mean, I wasn't at the cookout, obviously. Um, so, I mean, I'm. David, obviously relying on you for a lot of this, but, uh, you know, what did you kind of see from Damari Brown? I know he's kind of like a stoic type of kid who just kind of takes everything in and, and all that type of stuff. That's kind of how it was too, uh, at the barbecue, but he was there. He showed up, uh, showed up a a little later, you know, I would say mid afternoon ish. Um, I believe his dad was there with them who we know is a former Miami hurricane player. And, um, yeah, he was there, maybe spent about two hours there, but again, he's a guy that's been on campus so many times and he's seen it all, knows it all. I I just think he's a guy that wants to see results, wants to see Miami's trajectory going in the right direction. Um, So, you know, at this point, yeah, it's great getting him on campus. That's a big deal. Um, But the key with Damari, I think, is just go, go out and win a bunch of games and prove that, you know, this, this Miami program is going to compete for meaningful things under the leadership of Mario Cristobal. So it was, it was a big kind of sneaky, not sneaky. Cause like you said, like maybe we should have expected it, uh, but he really did. Like, it seemed like he just kind of popped in on his own cause he's a local guy and you know, he can do that. So um, to me, Gabby, like just wrapping this all up in terms of the 23 guys. And then there was a ton of, commits there, which I can go into a little bit later here too. But, um, you know, it seemed to me like of the guys that were there in terms of the uncommitted guys, um, there's really three guys that the staff was just kind of all over when they were there. That would be Jurion Dickey. That would be Damon Wilson. 
that would be Jordan Hall. And I think if we look, let's say uh, mid-December uh, signing day, Miami lands those three guys. I think I think it would be fair to look back at this barbecue as a resounding success um, if that ends up happening. So um, those are going to be three key recruitments to keep an eye on moving forward. I want to touch on too just the commits that were there, Gabby, because yeah. this was the first time that I had seen some of these guys in person, just like sizing them up, right? And one thing that note that is noticeable to me with these guys, particularly the guys that maybe aren't as highly ranked, is they at least look the part. They at least have the frames and body types where maybe they can develop into college starters down the road because not every recruit is on the same timeline in terms of development. Um, but you look at like Tommy Kinsler looks the part of a big time college offensive lineman. Honestly, Frankie Tinelau looks the part with his frame as a big time college offensive lineman. Emory Williams, this was the first time I'd gotten eyes on him. He looks the part too. He's a, he's a legit quarterback that I think or legit looking quarterback that has a frame that can get to 220 pounds. And he's, you know, he's all of six, four. He looks the part Jackson Carver looks the part his, yeah. his frame. He's easily going to get to 250 um, when he's fully developed. Robert Stafford is a guy that's, you know, is he six foot? I don't know. I think he's pushing six foot, but he's clearly got a long wingspan his, his he's got some long arms on him. So you know, and we all, of course, know about the highly ranked Miami commits like Francis Maui Goa, Jaden Rashada, Nathaniel Joseph, Riley Williams, Jaden Wayne. They were all there as well. And they, of course, definitely looked the part. But that's one thing that has struck me, Gabby, just about this recruiting class in general is, you know, I feel like in the past, the three stars that Miami would get kind of looked like three stars, like they they were sawed off in some way physically or, you know, didn't have the frame to add the necessary strength and weight that is needed to compete at the college level. Um, these three stars to me have upside. Um, again, I'm not, I'm not predicting like they're going to move up in the rankings or anything like that. I'm just saying they're, they look like three star guys that have a chance to start down the road um, just from a body type perspective. There's a lot more that goes into it than just the body type. Um, but to me, that is a huge starting point when you are projecting high school players to the next level. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think that's a, I think it's all really well said, David. And I, I think that's big for you to have gotten eyes on them for the first time. I mean, Tommy Kinsler, like, I mean, he's someone that I do you look at him and you could see why that, you yes. know, maybe they were higher on him than, you know, again, not I'm not knocking any of the rankings or anything like that. But like, you know, just because of his ranking, like they weren't turned off by that. I think that they made their evaluation there. And again, I see him in person and I'm just like, yeah, like I get it. I mean, oh, yeah. again, I think he's uh, I think he's, you know, legit six, five, six, six, you know, 330 pounds here. I mean, I think that's a body type that you can work with. And I think that's why people. I mean, Coral Gables are so high on him. And I think the same could be said about a lot of those guys like Jackson Carver is someone I know they're extremely, extremely high on. And, uh, 
you know, mm-hmm. a couple of those other guys, Emery Williams, of course, they're they're just in love with that evaluation and and what they're getting out of him. And again, another one that I think it's a big deal. Like he didn't go camp somewhere else, right? Like he could have been, you know, Florida yeah. State scrambling for a quarterback. They had a camp on Saturday. He could have gone and thrown for that staff. He didn't. He came down to Miami and was hanging out with Jaden Rashada. And, you know, even just talking to a couple of people um, on staff after, it seemed like the two quarterbacks have a very good dynamic, too, where maybe they're not best friends yet, but, you know, there's a mutual respect there and they're hanging yeah. out and they're friendly with each other and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, I think they're both very welcoming to the competition that, you know, each one of them are going to provide. So, you know, I think there's a, a whole a, a very good dynamic with this recruiting class. And uh, I think it was good for a lot of them to get together. How about the 24 class? Because, you know, I think, and rightly so, we focus a lot on the 23 class because that's the one that's going to sign in, what, four months or so. Um, but there was a lot of big-time 2024s there, Gabby. Uh, let's just, we don't have to go into all of them because there's a ton. Uh, I would say go check out Inside the U for the confirmed visitor list uh, that we have posted there. Um, but let's at least just talk about the five-star guys. So Jarrett Gibson, that one was another, he's from IMG Academy, five-star running back. Um, that one was kind of up in the air too, right? When we were there Friday, he yeah. was, I thought, see, I told you, like, I thought I heard him say yeah, yeah. he was going to go down to Miami. Then I guess he told you specifically he wasn't, he was going right. to go to Florida. And then did, I don't know if he ended up going to Florida period, but he yeah, did go sure. to Miami. He did go to Miami. That's, I mean, again, this is a five-star number one running back in the country uh, for that 2024 class. Just, I mean, kind of like a freak, you know, like that it's a, these are the, these are the names that maybe you're going to, you're kind of, maybe you kind of scroll past on the visitors list. You're like, oh, that's cool. Like a five-star 2024, not really focused uh, on that next year. But if he's at Miami this time next year, it's going to be like the biggest deal in the world. So, you know, even though 2024s aren't the center of focus right now, these are massive, massive visits. Like on September 1st, uh, you know, these coaches can start actually calling the 24s themselves. So it's going to start picking up quickly and Miami already has 16 commits in this class. I mean, these guys are already kind of looking forward to 2024. Like, you know, Mario Cristobal has said it himself. He wants to be a class ahead. He always wants to be a class ahead. So I think the goal for this staff is to get that 2024 ball rolling so they can eventually get onto 25 and 26. And that's how it's going to be. So it is important to to note these, you know, underclassmen that are coming. How about Zaquan Patterson? Um, we haven't really t- talked about him much on the podcast, but local five-star DB, um, big deal getting him on campus. Yeah, I think it's a huge deal getting him on, on campus. Uh, again, I think the, you know this 2024 class, especially at Chaminade Madonna School, we once considered a great pipeline for Miami. Um, you know, they... I mean, I, I think it, I think Miami needs to kind of get that back open again. A couple of really big time prospects. There's three five stars in that 2024 class at Chaminade. Zaquan Patterson, a defensive back that's going to be you know super highly touted. Uh, you know, he's been a big deal here in South Florida since his freshman season. Uh, getting him back on campus is, is is a huge deal. Again, another guy who could have gone to Florida and Florida State, like a uh, you know a few of his teammates, Jeremiah Smith, Josiah Trader, did that. Um, you know, I think it's huge that he kind of stayed at Miami and he went down there. So, uh, you know, I think there's a Again, I think that's one that Miami's going to have to fight for, battle for. But uh, I think it's I think they're kind of trending in the right direction right now in that recruitment, and I think that's important. Before we turn the page from this barbecue, I think it's worth noting Miami picked up a commitment from a 2024 kicker that was at the barbecue, and and quite frankly, Gabby, when I was there, just observing everything, I could tell he 
he probably popped then. Uh, you know, that's not for us to try and quote unquote steal his moment. So I didn't necessarily hype it up or put it out there. Um, but I did text our guy, Chris Stock, who we work with at Inside the U, that, hey, this guy might have popped. Miami seems really excited. They just took a bunch of pictures together. Uh, maybe check in with him because Chris loves the specialists. Uh, kickers are people too. Yeah. But um, what is what is the internal intel on Abram Murray? What type of kicker did Miami land in next year's class? I mean, I I, I mean again, uh, I mean I'm not here having evaluated kickers, but kind of watching some clips on Twitter and stuff like that. I mean, it seems like his kid has a real a boot. I mean, David, we were outside of the facility after Legends Camp talking to a couple people about you know kickers and punters that day and. You know, I remember a Miami staffer calling Abram Murray one of the best high school kickers that they've ever seen. Like, and he was talking about how he was just going to be a junior then. And, you know, I think this is someone that they really, really like kind of, you know, checking in with some people at Miami. Uh, you know, they feel like he's, uh, you know, beyond his years in terms of the talent and, the, you know, the actual person. So I know Miami's really, really excited to get this one on board. You know, it times up really, really well with Andre Borgales' career. I think Murray will be a true freshman when Borgales is a senior. So, uh, you know, I think it'll be a good chance for him to kind of not necessarily have to be thrown into the fire the way Borgales was last year. I think it'll give him a chance to kind of, you know, ease his way in. And, you know, that red shirt freshman year, I think he's going to be, you know, ready to go. I think Miami will be in very, very good hands. And we've seen how important the field goal stuff is, the kicking stuff, oh, and yeah. the special teams here at Miami over the last few years. We've got we've seen the good and the bad of it with, uh, you know, Jose Borgales and Lou Headley. Uh, you know, that was an awesome year. And we've also had the you know, the Boa backs, uh, Zach field, a Fiegel's, uh, uh, incidents as well. Sorry to bring that up, but so uh, I think we, he, I think we should appreciate the, you know, landing top notch oh, yeah. kickers. So, um, it seems like Miami has one lined up for, you know, once Borgales is, uh, hit once his career is over, which is, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. Everything matters in football and, uh, kickers certainly matter. Um, all right, let's take a break on that. And then on the other side, Gabby, we'll get into some, Thoughts on Miami and Florida going head to head for a couple guys this weekend, um, kind of where things are at with that. And we'll, we'll get into some other recruiting talk as well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we are back. Gabby, uh, when we were driving back from IMG on Friday, um, you were working the phones in the car, and uh, two guys in particular, it looked like Miami was going to be going head-to-head with Florida with on the weekend, uh, and that would be Miami Northwestern wide receiver Andy Jean 
and that would be Tampa Wharton, correct? He's Wharton. Yeah. Uh, cornerback Dijon Johnson, who at the time was committed to Ohio State. Um, and I think you and I were talking, right, after you were working that situation. And I think my my comment to you was, it'll be interesting to see if Florida lets those guys get down to Miami um, because they were planning to be there for Friday Night Lights. Of course, Miami's barbecue was Saturday. And this is just the recruiting game, right? Like Florida knew that. Florida knew that Miami wanted both those guys down on Saturday. And so the game is don't let that happen. And uh, so let's talk about Andy Jean first, the wide receiver out of Miami Northwestern. I guess, are you surprised that this happened? I feel like behind the scenes, we kind of, we did kind of get the feeling that Florida did have some momentum. I'm a little surprised. I guess he popped when he did. So I guess let's start there. And then number two, like, what do you think that means for Miami in general in terms of chasing Andy Jean? Yeah. Um, I mean, not super surprised. Cause like what you said, I mean, I think things had kind of quietly behind the scenes been trending towards Florida. Um, again, I might've, I was a little bit surprised that he popped. I think how quickly it all happened. Um, you know, yeah. I think it's pretty interesting also, but this is recruiting in 2022. The plan originally was for him to get up to Florida for Friday night lights. And, uh, you know, I was reassured a couple times over the week that he would be back at Miami for, uh, you know, the pool party barbecue, cookout um thing so uh that obviously didn't happen he ended up committing to florida what was it like saturday afternoon or sunday morning uh you know whenever saturday it was afternoon. saturday yeah. afternoon he ends up popping to to florida and you know kind of it is what it is you know i i, I expect miami to recruit him obviously i don't think they're just gonna be like oh, okay he's going to florida now so they're very high on next. yeah that miami love miami loves andy gene and uh you yeah. know i think andy gene is high on miami too and again it i think we were talking about it too david like it's also interesting how a Northwestern receiver that Miami really wants is going to Florida. Cause I feel like that's kind of like, a, it's not like something that typically it's happens. Interesting I guess. Fit. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely interesting. Cause you know, Miami's obviously done a really good job historically at Northwestern, uh, you know, especially a couple cycles ago with camp kitchens, Romello Brinson, Kilo Brantley uh, guys, Andy Jean knows really well. And even dating back before that, of course, you know, Obviously, the 08 Northwestern class. All stuff. Northwestern's just typically been a, a Miami school. So I think it's a very interesting fit and situation in general. But I definitely expect Miami to continue to recruit Andy Gene. And, you know, they're obviously recruiting a couple other receivers as well. Um, so, you know, I think Andy Gene definitely falls into that category of guys that they will actively recruit, you know, throughout the rest of this process. And I will say just being there, like at the barbecue, um, you know, sources where I would say, like you were saying, surprised that he wanted to pop so quickly like that. And Miami was trying to get him to push back from that. Um, you know, hey, think about it. Maybe don't commit. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but he, he went through with it. And um, like you said, I don't think Miami is going to necessarily stop recruiting him. Um, so we'll see. And this is what, his so he he originally committed to Miami briefly yeah. earlier this cycle. Now he's committed to Florida. I wouldn't be surprised if he commits somewhere else by the end of this cycle. He just seems like, and I don't mean this to throw shade or anything. He just seems like that guy. Um, so we'll see um, where his recruitment goes, the twists and turns of recruiting. Um, 
cornerback Dijon Johnson. You you were all over this as well. Um, you know, committed to Ohio State due to personal reasons, wanted to explore in-state options, and it seemed like things were going to move quickly for Dijon um, in terms of he's either going to end up at Florida or Miami with his next commitment. So Miami was working to get him down as well. Um, he decommitted from Ohio State Sunday, I believe. No, Saturday. Saturday. Um, and, you know, he, he visited Florida for Friday Night Lights, and he did not make it down to Miami. I can share from a Miami perspective at the barbecue, there was frustration there that they were unable to get in contact with Dijon, um, you know, read into that, however you want to read into that. Uh, but there was problems getting in touch via phones with Dijon. So again, this is the recruiting game. Florida played it well with these two guys over the weekend, but Gabby, what's your sense on where things are with Dijon? Is this because now Florida, the crystal balls are rolling in. Uh, do you feel like it's a done deal to Florida yet? Or can Miami maybe convince him to wait and think about making a decision, um, which would be a good sign for the Hurricanes? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think Florida's in the best spot here for sure. And, uh, you know, I know since all of that, Miami has now been able to get in contact with Dejon Johnson. And I know that they've since spoken to him, um, you know, then I almost said something. Um <laughs> Miami's been able to talk to him again and they've been able to, you know, communicate and kind of open that back up a little bit. Okay. Um, so I think that that's something to consider, you know, Miami's kind of, you know, you know, the communication lines are open again. And uh, so again, it's kind of like, does Dijon want to do something now or is he going to maybe give himself some time to figure this out? You know, I had kind of, you know, over the, you know, before all of this kind of blew up and before it kind of became the Florida Miami thing, you know, I had heard that, you know, it was possible that a decision was going to be made Monday. That was the word on like Thursday, Friday right. morning. That, Which is you know, as we're recording now. Monday. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I think it's a. Uh, it, again, if something gets if a decision gets made today, um, you know, I, I, it's going to be Florida. Florida. I think it's just yeah. going to be Florida. If a decision gets made anytime over these next couple of weeks, I think it could potentially be Florida. If he kind of drags Miami out, needs to get it to September. Yeah. If Miami can get this to September where they can right. maybe, you know, when, you know, when all that stuff lifts where they can go watch him on a Friday night or whatever it is, or even maybe even get him on campus for an official visit or something like something like that for one of these fall official visits, whenever they can do something, if, if he's not committed anywhere by the time that comes around, I think Miami is in the game, you know, but again, right. it just kind of depends how, this all plays out from Dijon's standpoint and how quickly he wants to, you know, get be over with this process right now. I, I think Florida is in the best spot. All right. So again, this is the recruiting game. I think the last podcast we, we had mentioned how, or in one of these podcasts, right. How Miami had done such a good job winning head to head battles against Florida. Yeah. But we were pretty clear, like Florida is going to win theirs against Miami too. And uh, you know, this is the game. Um, official offers going out, Gabby. Uh, it's interesting because, uh, you know, you get the ones you expect. You know, the guy's already committed. Miami sends their graphic to them and uh, they tweet it out. And it's really not surprising. But there are some surprising guys that do 
tweet out, hey, I got an official offer from Miami. How about we touch on maybe two or three guys that are worth highlighting that tweeted out on August 1st, hey, I got an official scholarship offer from Miami. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a couple, a couple really notable ones. Uh, I know uh, Cedric Baxter just tweeted out his his uh, you know official offer to Miami. I think that that's a, I think that's a pretty big deal. And again, not saying that that's that Miami's kind of like you know going to land a commitment, especially if one here if one comes here soon. But I do think it's notable that he uh, he tweeted one out um, outside of the of the commits. Uh, linebacker uh, Marcellus uh, Pulliam he he tweeted out an uh, official offer. Uh, he's a linebacker out of I think Sandy Creek, Georgia. That Miami's actually hosted on campus a couple times, and you know Miami does have three linebackers committed between Malik Bryant, Raul Aguirre, um, uh, Bobby. Bobby Washington. Uh, but you know, I, I was kind of told that you know they could potentially go to four, and if that's not Stan Quan Clark, who you know Miami really just honestly hasn't been able to get on campus. He went up to Louisville this weekend. Um, you know, I think I, I, I could see Pulliam being one of those guys that they sort of you know pluck out of the Peach State. Okay. Uh, so I think that that's a pretty notable one. Another one I thought was pretty interesting too. Just again, the running back board being kind of blurry the way it is. Uh, you know, they extended an official offer out to Roderick Robinson, who's a UCLA commit out of uh, San Diego Lincoln, which is a school Miami, you know, was really trying to recruit last cycle with uh, Jaleel Florence and um, that line, that defensive lineman that ended up signing with Oklahoma. Right. I can't remember his name now. Um, so is I think Keyshawn's it- school too. It was key, and it is Keyshawn yeah. Smith School, yeah. So, uh, you know, again, th- we'll see how the uh, the official offers are rolling into the day. Um, you know, we'll see who else ends up posting them. Dejon Johnson posted an official Miami offer, but he did post a Florida official offer individually, and he kind of clumped Miami uh, into a group of offers. So, read into that how you, on, however Deshaun. you would like, but I mean, it's fine. Um, you know, so I think a lot of these. I think a lot of these official offers are going out and I think we'll, we'll probably see more interesting ones over the course of the day. So I would encourage Miami fans. I think we have a thread going at inside the U.com where we're posting all the, yeah. all the official offers. So uh, would definitely encourage you to be on the site and, uh, and um, you know, kind of just kind of keep track. Yeah. Stay up to date with those that are being posted to social media. I think Andy Jean posted his uh, ofi- official Miami offer as well. So, Um, You know, just kind of stay locked on there. We're having, you know, whether if the fans post it, that see it because oftentimes they see stuff first. Um, You know, we have a bunch of just uh, of the offers kind of getting thrown into that into that thread. So could be a one stop shop for the whole official offer day, which is a pretty big deal as we see some maybe new names roll through. I mean, another offensive lineman, Nathan Afobi out of Georgia is another one that posted an offer. He's someone that I think that they liked early on this cycle and, you know, could potentially still be recruiting in a way. So. Just uh, definitely a lot going on. So I think August is a, is a time to kind of take it from a recruiting standpoint, take a breath, reassess the board, maybe figure out some new targets, maybe figure out what position groups in particular need to be attacked. I'm curious, Gabby, when you look at where Miami classes is at now, I think it's what, 16 commits, um, I think last I looked, it was the, yep, still is the number nine overall class in the country. So they're definitely off to a good start. Definitely have a ton of guys committed. And like you said, that allows them to also look forward to 2024. Uh, But I want to stick to 2023. And I want you to give me 
I don't know, three targets or maybe even just position groups that you have your eye on when things open back up from a recruiting standpoint in September, what are you going to be looking at? Yeah. I mean, just maybe just to give a position group, probably the interior defensive line. I think maybe the entire defensive line. I, I That's one spot I'm really looking at in December. Uh, you know, I think they're really doing a good job bolstering up this offensive line and it feels like they could really, you know, pivot and kind of go, okay, here are the guys you're going to be competing with every day, you know, between right. Francis Mauigo. Let's see if, you know, it, I think it'd be pretty big if they can get like a Samson Akin Lola type to potentially, you know, pull the trigger here in August. Um, right. I think that's possible, you know, ahead of his senior season. Uh, Connor Liu is another offensive lineman. I think that they have some traction with going coming into a commitment on Friday. Um, so I think defensive line is probably one position group where there's still a lot up in the air. We talked about Jordan Hall. Uh, we've talked about James Smith on this podcast. We've talked about David Hicks. A lot of those guys are still uncommitted and, uh, you know, maybe waiting to see what goes on. Uh, you know, during their senior season. So those, I think that position group in general, let's see how the board sort yeah. of continues to sh take shape. And I think they're we'll in a good more. spot with yeah. these guys. It's just, it seems like these guys are just going to take their time. Exactly. Right? So exactly. I agree. That's an interesting group. Um, I'm kind of interested on where they go with running back too. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Cedric Baxter, you know, maybe they, maybe that isn't over. It, it seems like Texas is the team to beat at, you know, but that might be old Intel. Um, I don't know. Um, and then I'm kind of interested in cornerback too. Yeah. I think cornerback's a really interesting one just because again, you have Damari Brown, who's a local guy down the road who, you know, taking his time with his decision. You got Robert Stafford, Cormani McLean um, again. And then what happens with Dijon Johnson? Does he commit to Florida? Right. Does he wait things out? I mean, how, how much does that sort of change things? And um, you know, I think there's a couple other names. I think there's, I think that there could be potentially more names coming up on the 2023 recruiting board that maybe on, aren't on it right now. I think we just got to right. kind of wait and see how, you know, everything shakes up. And, uh, you know, David, uh, we'll see, man. I know we know of a couple of things potentially brewing behind the scenes. If any of those things come to fruition, I think it could get really yeah. interesting pretty quickly. want to ask you too, before we'll get out of here on this, uh, I feel like we talk about him all the time, but Jaden Bonsu, he set his commitment date announcement date on august 14th we still feel good about miami here yeah i mean i i there's nothing that kind of leads me to believe that it's not miami right now um you know i think maybe ohio state's a school that could be pushing but i mean just kind of you know kind of staying really in touch with some sources up in up in uh you know the northeastern part of the united states where uh new, where you know bonsu's from it sounds like Miami's kind of the pick, you know, it sounds like Miami's where he wants to be. I think there's just some things, you know, behind the scenes going on that, you know, have maybe delayed the decision a, a couple of times or just kind of muddied the waters a little bit, but I'm not sure throughout all that. If, uh, if, if he's really come off of Miami yet, I do think that, you know, that's probably where he wants to be. And, uh, you know, again, as of right now, you know, August 1st, the recording of this podcast, I think, uh, I still think the hurricanes are the team to beat. Beautiful. All right, we will track all the recruiting because they'll they'll definitely be while it is a dead period. Recruiting never stops, um, but fall camp is right around the corner. We have media days for the football team on Tuesday, so that'll be fun. Plenty of news and and just be able to talk with the players and coaches. It'll be fun. Uh, so check out InsideTheU.com as we roll out those updates um, in the afternoon because media day starts it in the afternoon on Tuesday. And uh, 
maybe later on in the week, we will do kind of like a fall camp preview podcast where uh, we kind of give our thoughts and expectations on both sides of the ball. So football right around the corner. Thank God, finally. Yeah. And uh, should be a fun year. No doubt. Let's wrap it up there. Get your T-shirts, your Gabby Urrutia T-shirts. <laughs> I like Miami here at the InsideTheU.com store on YouTube. Are are they back in stock? Like, what's going on? I don't on know. Here? I don't know. I talked to Chris about that, and he 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 didn't know that it had sold out. He's like, that's weird because they're just kind of print to order. So I don't know, but apparently, right, it, they did sell out. So that was the that was the word on the street on right. uh, the inside the U message board so i got mine i'll say that so I, I didn't get mine i don't even know if i'm gonna have i don't even know if i'm gonna have my own shirt so we'll see i might see it for the, hopefully i see it for the first time at a at a home game at hard rock stadium so if you if, if you wear it to That'd a home cool. game and uh you know you, you run into me uh you know I'll, maybe i'll i'll show you guys some love and all that stuff that would be pretty cool all right so football's right around the corner appreciate everyone for listening appreciate everyone's support Miami Hurricanes football is back at the end of the week. Can't Not work. back, though. Back, back to, work. to work. Back to work. Till next time, take care. Take care.